Hey, this is Paul Doherty, and you are listening to the Learning to Lead podcast. And we are talking today about the pace of grace, learning to lead with the right pace and the right tempo. You know, I'm convinced that if we don't lead in the right pace, the right tempo, we burn out as leaders and we don't finish the race that God's called us to run. And I think one of the biggest reasons why people fall into moral failures and into sin and into all kinds of uh, just junk in their lives is not because they just have this really intense burning desire to sin, but oftentimes it's a lack of rest, a lack of uh, leading with a healthy pace, a healthy tempo, and a healthy rhythm of life. And I know growing up at a pastor's home watching my parents lead my father passed away at the age of 57, which is really young, um, and he uh, got cancer, and it was very aggressive. But one of the things I remember my dad telling me in the hospital, uh, while he was laying on the hospital bed, he said, I am going to intentionally take more time to rest. You know, thankfully, my dad never had a, a big scandal or moral failure, but uh, he did you know, pass away at a, at a younger age than he should have. And he even admitted, he said, I, I worked really hard and I was always with the family um, and always at the church. So there was very little margin in his life just for personal rest time. And everybody needs that, whether you're a pastor, a children's pastor, a youth pastor, uh, a superintendent, a businessman, a college student, no matter what season of life you're in, a mom, a dad, um, a single, all of us need to have rest and, and live in a pace that's healthy, that sets us up to really live long and finish the race God's called us to, to run. Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary. In fact, I like the message version. He says this, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, Jesus said, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Man, I love that. Because when you when you hear those words and you hear what Jesus was saying, he wasn't inviting us into a busybody life. He wasn't inviting us into a constant uh, you know, trying to work and keep up with the Joneses and, and constantly trying to be enough and, and prove how hard you've worked at the end of the day. No, Jesus was saying, follow me and I'm going to teach you the pace of grace. I'm going to teach you the rhythm of real life and real rest. And if you feel burned out or if you feel tired or if you feel exhausted, um, that that's not Jesus's fault. That's not Christianity's fault. That is honestly a mis, uh, misconception, a misunderstanding of what it really means to follow Jesus. And so today I want to talk to you about that for leadership and how important it is for us as leaders to lead at the right pace. So people have asked me, Paul, how do you lead at the right pace? And for me, I, I'm constantly, I'm a work in progress. In fact, this is an area that I constantly have to surrender, repent to God, and, you know, uh, repent to my wife to say, man, I, I need to pull back a little bit. I need to rest more. Um, 
for me, it's it's one thing to be at home and not be in the office. It's another thing to close my computer and my phone and stop working from home and really just be home and rest. And maybe you can relate with me on that. Maybe you're listening and you're going, yeah, I totally get that. Uh, how hard it is to take a day off and to really be off and, and to have the phone off, the email off, and not just work from home or work from vacation, but to literally uh, rest and God thought rest was so important that he instituted one day a week as a day of rest, and it's called the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is meant to be a day of replenishing, a day of uh, reflecting and pausing to thank God for a full week that you uh, just did, and and a full week of, of work. And on that Sabbath day, it's meant to be a day of not working, not trying to toil on anything, not uh, uh, trying to keep up with anybody, but simply just resting. And when we do that, and I'm going to talk a little bit more on that, um, we set ourselves up for success uh, in the next few days of work. And, and so I want to encourage you as you're listening to this to be thinking about a Sabbath, to be thinking about um, a pace for your life and how that looks for you in this current season of your life. So, for me, here's what I do. Um, Monday is my day off. Now, I know that's like everybody else's intense work day, but because as a pastor, I work Tuesday through Sunday. So, Tuesday, man, I hit the ground running and it's all in. It's a 12 hour day for me, sometimes a 14 hour day of work. And uh, Wednesday is a full day. Thursday is a full day. Friday for me is typically um, half and half. It's a half work day and then a half be with family day. Saturday is a full day for me because we have church service on Saturday night. So Saturday morning all the way up to service, I am studying, I'm praying, I'm preparing. Uh, Typically I'll have maybe one um, meeting on a Saturday, either right after church or sometime during the day, you know, talking to staff members about things that I need them to be prepared for in the weekend services. But I try to keep the focus all on the message that weekend. And then Sunday, obviously, is a full day for me. That's another 12-hour day for me working. And so Monday is my day of rest. Um, And I really guard that. I I try to be home on Monday, be present with my wife and kids and spend time uh, with them and spend time just trying to not work. It's really tough. um, But you know, I'm a work in progress. Tuesdays are a date night for me. After a long day of work, my wife and I take Tuesday night every week to go on a date, and we protect that because we know that's important for our marriage to spend time together without the kids. And and um, and so I, I encourage you to have days and nights where you go, okay, this is where I'm going to rest. This is where I'm going to place a date night. This is where I'm going to place something in my week that keeps me at a healthy pace. And, uh, and have some structure to it. Um, here's, here's something important too. My wife and I, we were going on this road trip in, in the early part of our marriage. And it was in our first year. We were going to Arkansas to visit my grandparents. And on the way back from Arkansas, uh, my gas tank was on. Really, it was at empty. But I was like, you know, I know my car. I could go at least another 50 miles. Um, and I told Ashley, my wife, I said, don't worry. I've got this. We're going to last at least another 50 miles. She said, Paul, the, you know, the little uh, speedometer thing, it's, it's pointing at uh, or, you know, Actually, I'm really bad at like car talk. So whatever that little thing is that points at E, empty on the car, um, she's like, that's that's pointing at E, and you need to go get gas. And 
And so I said, don't worry about it. We'll get gas in the next town. Well, sure enough, we ran out of gas. We were stranded out there on this highway and come to find out there's a prison uh, right there on the side of the highway where we were stranded. It was 11 p.m. at night, so super dark. My wife was freaking out. We'd only been married like uh, seven months, and it was a fun experience, a crazy experience. And we ended up waiting on the side of the highway for an hour for someone to help us go and get some gas. But I think about how oftentimes we don't realize uh, we think we can keep pushing ourselves. I can keep pushing myself just like I did with my car. We don't realize the need to stop and refuel and replenish on a weekly basis. I don't know what your car needs, but my car every week I have to refuel it. About every seven to eight days I have to put gas in my car so it can keep going. And it's the same thing with our bodies, with our lives, and even with our spiritual life. God wants us to pause and rest and and live in a tempo, a pace of grace. I remember going on a missions trip uh, a couple years ago, and on the missions trip I met um, the famous comedian Jeff Foxworthy. And, uh, and he was so funny, but he was also so um, very, very spiritual. And he wanted to talk to me because he found out I was a pastor and that I was getting ready to take over uh, the church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This was right before I stepped in. And he said, Paul, if I can encourage you with just one thing, he said, enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride. He said, just imagine as if God is your daddy and he's driving this motorcycle and he's saying, get on the back and hold on, son, and have a blast. Enjoy the ride. He said, so many pastors just look, you know, and not just pastors, but leaders, they carry such a heavy load and a heavy burden that they forget to enjoy the journey and enjoy the ride. And he said, just don't forget that Father God is driving the motorcycle, right? I mean, Jesus is the head of the church. And you just need to let him lead you and enjoy the journey. Smile and smell the roses and take it all in and breathe in deeply his grace and breathe it out. I thought that was really great advice. And I think it's important for all of us as leaders to have time in our week where we just pause and we rest And we remind ourselves we are not in control of the universe. And even though we might be the leader of an organization or the leader of a department, that we need rest and that we need to trust God's uh, commandment of rest. God commanded the Israelites in the Old Testament to rest often, to celebrate often, to pause on their journey and have festivals and feasts together and, and not have uh, not every day of the year be a work day or a get something done day, but have days in the year where they just celebrate. And I think that's what makes life special is when you pause and you celebrate how great our, our lives really are, that there's still breath in our lungs. Um, but I want to talk to you real quick about what, what might be holding you back from that. What's holding you back from living a healthy pace, from having a day off, from scheduling a weekly date night, from uh, carving time out in your weekly uh, schedule to just spend time. For me, I like to have time in my week where I read, where I pray, where I write, where I just meditate on a devotion that I've been reading. I need that on a daily basis. I need that communion with God. But what holds so many people back from that is this internal murmur of the soul 
and I forget who said this, but there was this guy I was listening to, and he said, you know, when you if you watch the movie Chariots of Fire, the old movie, I believe it was made in the, in the 80s, there's this moment in the movie in Chariots of Fire where this one guy, he can't stop running, and he says, I have 10 seconds to justify my existence. I have 10 seconds to justify my existence. And this, this was a runner, a sprinter, and in his mind, those 10 seconds of sprinting was going to justify his worth, his value, his existence. And yet this other guy in the movie, Chariots of Fire, he's willing to not show up to a race because it's being held on the Sabbath. It's being held on a Sunday in which he honors as the day of the Lord to rest. And he's so secure in who he is in Christ that he's not running to justify his existence. He's not running to find out who he is. He's running because he already knows who he is. And so if there's a a race that's happening on a day that he is called to rest and, and to go to church and just honor God, he chooses not to. And the irony is that the other guy wins the gold medal, but it's still not enough. The other guy who's running and says, I have 10 seconds to justify my existence, he gets the gold medal, but it's still never enough because there's that inward uh, uh, eternal drive and murmuring in the soul that doesn't allow him to rest because he's got to keep working, working, striving, striving, striving to be enough, to feel enough, to to finally feel significant, to finally justify his existence. And man, Jesus says, let me define your worth, your value. Not that we're called to be lazy because we are called to work, but we're also called to live in this healthy pace of grace this healthy rhythm and tempo of leadership that's not just going to burn out in five years or 10 years or, or even 20 years, but that you will make it for the long haul. And I told our church, my very first sermon as pastor at Victory was a sermon on rest. And I told them, I said, I want to be your pastor for the next at least 30 plus years. But in order for me to do that, I have to take time to rest And I have to do things a little bit different than how my dad did them. Because even my dad said in the last months of his life that he was going to spend more time resting and more time living in a healthy pace of grace, a healthy rhythm and tempo of leadership that would allow him to have personal rest time and personal time to really rest his body and rest his mind and his spirit. And so I want to encourage those of you that are listening right now to think about your weekly routine and really think about just how important it is to have a day of rest, to make sure that even on the days that you're working, when you come home, to turn off your phone and to make sure that you trust God at the end of the day, you've done your part. And when you go to rest, God goes to work. When you go to sleep, God doesn't go to sleep. He continues to work out the things, the details in your life that you can't solve in in a 12-hour workday. You can't even solve in trying to work every day of the year that you have to trust that God's working behind the scenes. So I hope this has helped you today. And this is just a, a part of our topics on talking about learning to lead with the pace of grace. Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. I believe God's going to give you strength. He's going to give you a divine uh, strategic schedule that's going to help you finish your race and not burn out, not quit, not throw in the towel. 
and uh, I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. So tweet at me, Facebook message me, or uh, direct message me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you. And once again, thanks for listening to the Learning to Lead podcast. Please share this with any friends, family members, coworkers that you know needs this message. All right, God bless. Bye.